If you are wondering how to hear from God, you are not alone. I've been there and I remember being so frustrated with the fact that I never felt that God was with me because I never heard him. But everything changed when I realized why I never heard him and how to start actually discerning the voice of God. I spent so much of my time as a Christian wondering how I could hear from God. But the issue was I was expecting an audible voice from the sky. And because I was expecting this loud announcement, I never noticed the small voice that was inside of me, also called the Holy Spirit. I first learned this when I was doing a Bible study with my friends, and this book was called Discerning the Voice of God by Priscilla Shire, which I definitely recommend reading as it was a game changer for my faith. But today I'm going to be going over some key points that I got out of it about a year ago when I went through this. As I said, I always wondered why I never heard God. And now one of the reasons was, like I said, I was waiting for like a crash of thunder with a loud voice or at least something audible. And it never came. I didn't pay attention to the small voices. And that was the issue. But I also didn't know how to distinguish them. And this was because I didn't spend enough time with God. If you have a friend who you never talk to, how do you expect to get close to them? How do you expect to know their true voice if you never talk to them? And it's the same with God. I rarely opened my Bible, I rarely prayed, and I never spent time with God. And then it came down to making important decisions in my life. I tried to call on God, but then I rarely heard from him. Well, I might have, but I never realized it. And I didn't know how to understand the voice of God from all the other voices in my head and the world. I just didn't know how to do this. And if you're like me, you might have gone through the same thing. You just don't understand how to hear the voice of God. And you're getting kind of frustrated. Maybe thinking God isn't there. Maybe he doesn't care for you. But if you call out to him, he will answer you. In Isaiah 58 verse 9, it says, Then when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. And so I think that we might misunderstand, you know, calling out to God and him not answering for us calling out to him and us not hearing an answer. And I feel as if this happened a lot for me. But then during the time of this Bible study that I did, I learned how to understand the voice of God and how to really distinguish it and discern it. For a while, I had a big decision to make to stay in my relationship or to end it and be single, which was very scary for me. And I kept praying, but I didn't really hear an answer. But my prayers weren't intentional. It was kind of just a quick like, hey, God, should I be in this relationship? Okay, amen. (laughs) It was just kind of like a quick little thing. And I didn't intentionally listen for an answer back. But then I started paying attention to my everyday life. Because this Bible study helped me to realize that God sometimes works in different ways than an audible voice. While he can speak to people and has before in an audible voice, it's very common to have him work through people or through the Holy Spirit. And during this time, that's exactly what he did for me. I met a new friend and she completely shocked me by what she said about me being in this relationship that she didn't even know about. I had been praying to God to give me an answer about ending this relationship. And without 
Even knowing my situation, she said so many things that I knew just had to be from God. And after speaking with her, it became so clear on what I needed to do and that I needed to be single during this time. And fast forward to after this breakup, and I started to grow closer to God. And I kept noticing the ways he spoke to me in different ways too. Once I started praying and asking for his guidance and decisions, I started to find a response even the next day when I opened the Bible or the next church sermon or from what multiple people would randomly say. I started to be more aware of these signs that were put in front of me. But many times I found that it starts with a nudge in your heart from the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus was around, People went to him for answers to their prayers and their questions. But when he left earth, he left the Holy Spirit with us to be our guide. And anyone who accepts God into their heart will have the Holy Spirit. And so that's the most common way to hear from God is through the Holy Spirit. But in the book, Discerning the Voice of God, it talks about what things you can do to hear the voice of God. And this really helped me to put some tools in place in my life to get closer to God and start discerning his voice. And so the first is to look for the message of the spirit. So message. In other words, intentionally listen, be still and consciously turn your attention inward to see if what you're sensing is from God or is simply fleeting and unsteady emotions of yours. And don't just casually ask God for this guidance. This takes time and patience and a lot of practice as well. And then the next one is to live in the mode of prayer. And this actually says in the book to not talk to others about anything more than you talk to God about it, which I honestly think is really a good idea. Because there are times where, you know, you just want to rant to someone and kind of just burdening them with your problems. And the great thing about God is he'll carry that burden and he'll carry it happily and he'll help you with it. And the next one is to search out the model of scripture. So carefully consider what the Bible says and really dig into the Bible. Don't just read it at a surface level. But when you read it, take notes and understand what you're doing. Does what you're hearing contradict the character of God or his word, or does it support it? And the fourth one is submit to the ministry of Eli. And when it says Eli, Eli was a priest of Israel, and he gave the young Samuel insight on how to recognize the voice of God. So Samuel heard an audible voice of someone calling out to him. And he didn't know who it was because he never had heard that voice before. Um, But he ran out to Eli and he was like, was that you? Was that you calling me? And Eli was like, no. And this happened a few times. And then finally, Eli was like, that is God. Go back and, you know, say to God, I'm listening. So long story short, what this means, um, if you want to read more, it's in 1 Samuel 3. But what this means is to seek the counsel of wise and more mature believers who are kind of practiced in understanding the voice of God. And then the last one, number five, expect the mercy of confirmation. So ask God to confirm his internal word that you might feel from the Holy Spirit with some external 
evidence. He wants you to know his will and he doesn't want to hide it from you. So he can graciously verify that message through circumstances or even through another person, which is what I was talking about that I used to hear a lot through church, through podcasts, even through other people, just a variety of things. And so I started doing these things. I started to intentionally listen to God and I started to listen to what he had to say instead of casually asking for an answer and not listening back. I really focused on trying to be silent. Now, this is something I still work on because sometimes life gets busy and I don't make the time to just sit in silence. But when I make time for it, what I'll do is I will maybe even just sit in the car in silence and just focus on feeling what God might have to say. Or after I say a long prayer, I'll just be still and remain silent. And then the next thing, the second thing was to live in the mode of prayer. So I started to pray. Whenever I found myself wanting to text a friend and rant about my day, I made sure to talk to God first and usually last too. Because I found once I just shared everything, either through writing it down in like my journal to God or saying it out loud to him, I found that I didn't need to share it to other people anymore. And I also started reading the Bible. So that's the third thing, search out the model of scripture. So I started reading the Bible, not to check it off my list, but to really intentionally read. I started to take notes and look at how I could apply this to my life. And throughout this time, I've been more consistent with the Bible and then less consistent. Sometimes it would be every day for like 30 minutes and then sometimes it would be like four days a week. But right now, recently in this year, what I'm focused on is reading the Bible every day, um, usually in the morning for about 30 minutes. And then at night, that's when I'll do like my deep prayer and really relax and focus on what God is telling me. And sometimes I'll even journal at night my prayers and things like that. But I've also realized that doing something is always better than nothing. Even if you only have 10 minutes to read the Bible, just do it. But of course, most of us probably have more than 10 minutes. It's probably just a matter of making the time, which is what I've really realized throughout this journey to getting closer to God. You really just have to make the time. Just like I make time for the gym, just like I learned how to do that, I'm learning how to make time for God. The fourth thing was submitting to the ministry, um, in this case, in this example of the book of Eli. Uh, but what I did was I started going to church consistently and surrounding myself with those who pushed me closer to God and could really give me insight. And even if this is just people online, if you're just listening to these um, you know, teachers or pastors online, that could even be helpful as well. I know a lot of times I'll listen to these podcasts of these people who may be more wise than me. Wise, more wise than me in certain areas. And so I do really enjoy this one podcast called the Amen Podcast. What they do is they dive into scripture and they really explain it. And that's something that has really helped me just listening to that when I'm in the car, um, even working out. And then the last thing, expect the mercy of confirmation. So what I did is instead of just hoping for an answer on my decisions, I would really pray to God that he would reveal to me a clear answer. And now after all this, we got those five steps down. 
And let me just say, you don't really ever have these down. It's like a consistent journey, just like working out. I found that growing your relationship with God, it's just like growing a muscle. Like you just keep going. You never stop. But it's never like you have it all down. Like, oh, I'm good. I don't need to learn anymore. I don't need to read the Bible anymore. Like, no, you're always consistently learning. But anyways, after all this, the question is, how do we know it's God and not our mind or the worldly thoughts? And so there's two questions to ask yourself. One is, would I have this thought on my own? Like, is this a common thought that I have? And number two, is it in line with God's character? And we can understand God's character by looking at the Bible and looking in scripture. I actually have used this, these two questions quite a few times. And they've been really helpful to understand like, oh, is this from God or is it you know, just my own thoughts. I remember one time I had like a strong feeling to go up to this girl and just like pray for her and introduce myself. Like I had no clue who she was. I did not, never seen her in my life. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't. I did ask myself these two questions. I asked myself, would I have this thought on my own? And I was like, obviously not. I would, that's like out of my comfort zone. I would not want to do that. Uh, And then I asked, is it in line with God's character? And I was like, yes, well, it is. Jesus went to pray for people all the time. I think that would be in line with God's character. Unfortunately, the reason why I didn't listen was because I wasn't being obedient. And I got too held back by fear to go talk to this girl. But the lesson is learned because now when I get this feeling, I know that it's from God. Because after this, when I did not listen to this feeling, I felt horrible. And I was so upset. Like I was actually crying. So I was like, wow, I just didn't listen to God. And I totally could have, but I was just held by, back by fear that I didn't. And that's how I knew. I was like, yeah, that was that was from God. So always learning from, you know, these mistakes in life. And it's really just, you know, growing your character when you make these mistakes and then you learn from them. Using these tools have helped me so much to understand the voice of God. A year after reading this book, and really focusing on my relationship with God, I've learned so much on understanding his voice and discerning it. I've realized sometimes God speaks in bold ways, sometimes it's quiet, and you have to focus on him to listen. So the moral of the story is, if you're wanting to hear from God, you need to spend time with him. It is so important that he is the focus of your life, and with him being the foundation for everything, You can live a life that you ultimately love because he loves us so deeply. If you enjoyed what we talked about today, then be sure to share with a friend and stay tuned for upcoming episodes on how to create the life that you love.